Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and melt ice cream all over your desk. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts 358 Days Over 2. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. I don't know why I asked that like a question. Uh, did you not have it memorized? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts ma- uh, raises many questions, uh, such as what is my own name. Uh, I'm... I feel very stupid. I I had a, a Taco Bell Baja Blast freeze, and I drank it instead of dumping it all over my desk. Oh, that is a mistake. I, I um, I'm not sure what you're referring to. <laughs> you forgot about our segment. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I just didn't think of those as like a sea salt ice cream, really. Well, I <laughs> I don't have that, and now I don't have the freeze either. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that is that is very inauthentic of you. <laughs> It was already going to be a, a poor substitute. It must mean we're not best friends then, because we're not having ice cream on a clock tower. You, you know what, though? I forgot. I <laughs> I did do some prep for this episode. Mm. I did watch B-Movie. Oh, what did you think? Well, I, I thought it was a bad movie. Yes. Um, which is about what I expected to think. I <laughs> We don't need to get too into B-Movie, but I, like... I didn't intend to really discuss it, but I was also like, I did say I would do it. What kind of guy would I be if I didn't come back with the news that I did watch B-Movie? That's integrity right there. I have to say, uh, they the the rumors of the romance between the bee and the human lady have been greatly exaggerated. They have been, but it exists, and that's kind of enough. They set it up, and then halfway through the movie, they forget about it, which I thought was i mean the only thing better than that would have been to not do it at all so i do appreciate that yes yeah i mean i think what that movie really reveals is that jerry seinfeld might be good at doing other people's stuff but maybe not writing his own (laughs) things it was it was a very strange experience because it's clearly a movie for kids most of the time but every time they made any joke that didn't involve like a guy having a big fat butt or whatever I was like, I feel like I'm not old enough to get this joke. And I'm almost 30. So I think that really goes to show the quality of the film. Now, I I do have a bone to pick with you. You did say that everyone should watch it once. And I don't think I agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I guess maybe I feel that way because I've watched a lot of like Seinfeld. And so the Uh the movie's funnier to me because of that. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. You call it a movie. Yeah. A, you call it the movie. A plus movie. <laughs> also, Jerry Seinfeld was 50, I think, when he was voicing a bee fresh out of college, which is something. Well, he wanted to be pretending he was closer in age to his girlfriends. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, day 96. <laughs> <laughs> where where were we? Shion couldn't use her keyblade. Yeah. And she does. Was there a clear reason for that i don't remember if we must we probably got into that she, she just kind of stopped being able to use her keyblade in the previous part yeah uh but now she can maybe i should have included this last time <laughs> what a cliffhanger yeah it's like she gets in her remembering how to summon a keyblade pose and then her keyblade shows up you just hold out your arm oh shit i just summoned a keyblade oh my god oh, wow what the fuck uh they they go to tell Axel at the ice cream tower, and they do what I personally wouldn't do if someone was sitting on the edge of a tall tower and uh, jump scare him. 
It was a choice, yeah, and especially because we've definitely seen one person fall off this clock tower before, and we're going to see another person later on. Spoilers. <laughs> Someone needs to either put, like, a railing on this tower or, like, block off the stairs. Yeah, I mean, I do always sort of wonder, like, how much would they really get hurt from falling off this clock tower? Because they can all sort of semi-fly and do all sorts of things. It sort of seems like they wouldn't be that bad for most of these people. There's no fall damage in Kingdom Hearts yeah. unless it's a cutscene. <laughs> That's correct. I think in Kingdom Hearts 2, Mufasa will take fall damage pretty bad. Ow, that's that's really sad, but... <laughs> uh, Axel asks them, how'd your caper go? I don't know what the fuck is with this guy. Well, we don't really know how old he is. Maybe he's from, like, the 40s or something. From, so from Kingdom weird. Hearts 40s. I mean, look, I love capers. Mm-hmm. Cap- Great on a bagel. Yeah. Really, really will punch up a dish. <laughs> uh, Shion shows off her keyblade and thanks them for helping her. Axel... I I think he kind of gets a little embarrassed and he's like, hey, just buy me an ice cream for once and then we'll be even. And then Shion goes running off another thing that I wouldn't do (laughs) on a clock tower. Yeah, you're not a Keyblade. uh, Well, they're not masters, but Keyblade wielders. Yeah, it's fine. Shion will probably never fall off this tower later. No, Um, never, never. They have a a Hainer and Pence moment uh, when Shion's back. About, like, do you think we can hang out like this forever? Blah, blah, blah. As long as we always remember each other, we'll never be apart. Tease Axel. Get him. Yeah, he talks about his his little butt and how his toughness doesn't have anything to do with his butt. And that's great. I don't think I remember that part. He talks about falling on his butt. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, he did. Yeah. He does. No, you're right. Yeah. He says, yeah, he's like, I practically fell right on my big butt. Yeah. No, sorry. I'm thinking of the guy from B-Movie. Yeah, and he turns around. I'm thinking of John Goodman's character from B-Movie. Turns around, he has a Pixar bomb butt. (laughs) Uh, We skip ahead to day 117. A couple weeks go by. Uh, Syx asks Axel to report on Shion. I think I had to say that same three words last time, Mm. and I nailed it both times. Look at me go. Uh, But Axel says... I'm not going to report on Shion. Buzz off. Oh, no, the B-movie. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I already had Buzz off written in my notes before I even watched it. <laughs> it's just starting to creep in. <laughs> uh, Syx, uh tells Axel, uh, you are going on a mission with Shion today. And then afterwards, you have to go back to Castle Oblivion to look for that chamber that Xemnas can't find. Uh he mentions that Naminé and Shion were both born in Castle Oblivion. Hmm. Okay, I wasn't actually sure, because they just say that castle. Um, and so I was wondering, like, were they actually born in Castle Oblivion, or is there another castle? Is it Hall of Bastion? But okay, I'm, I'm glad to hear it is actually Castle Oblivion. Yes, they are talking about Castle Oblivion. Uh, Axel, kind of similar to last time, he said something like this. He He's kind of questioning whether Syx is giving him these orders because it's what Xemnas wants, or if it's because of what Syx wants. Uh, but Syx basically just says, like, yeah, no, this is for me. Uh, what does he say? He's like, I want to find it so I can figure out what Xemnas's true agenda is. Because there's the Chamber of Repose and the Chamber of Waking. And I think Xemnas is hiding something, 
And if we can find out what it is, then we'll have the upper hand for our own objectives. And that's a lot of words that make not much sense if you don't know what he's referring to. I, I kind of assumed that one of those chambers is the one Sora's in right now, and the other one is some other chamber we haven't seen yet. So we alluded last time to a chamber in Castle Oblivion that Xemnas wants them to find. I can tell you that that is the Chamber of Waking. Okay. I will not tell you what it is, okay. but that is the Chamber of Waking. Um, there is a chamber in the castle that the organization is in. The castle, I, I think it's I think it's called the castle that never was, but that's not important. There is a chamber in their castle, which is called the Chamber of Repose. Mm. Uh, and Xemnas likes to go there, and nobody knows what he does while he's in there. We will learn more about both of these chambers in time uh but yeah for now just know that that's that's what sykes is talking about this is one of those lines that is kind of meaningless until you learn from a different game what he's talking about uh but yeah the chamber of repose is like xemnas's secret room that he goes to and is mysterious in it gotta say too many castles um Mm -hmm. not sure why they need a castle base and another castle Mm-hmm. Unless, like, maybe one of the castles is the nobody of the other castle or something, and it's thematic, <laughs> I can't think of a good reason well, for there to be multiple castles like this. You know, that's interesting, because oh, man. in Kingdom Hearts 1, we talked about the end of the world world, which was sort of like the heartless of all the other worlds. Yeah, kind of. This is called the castle that never was, implying that it is the nobody of all the other worlds, right? Or the nobody of some castles, well, it's the world that never was is where the castle is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, I've I, never thought about that before. That's very strange. Well, I don't think I like it. Well, now I got a crackpot corner for you. Um, Ooh. We know Hollow Bastion uh, had its heart eaten right out. And so is this place, is this whole world the nobody of Hollow Bastion? Hmm. Interesting. That is honestly something I've never thought about before, that... If a world has its heart taken out, is there a nobody of the world? That's weird. I think that might actually be what's going on here. What the fuck? Um, That's so weird. It's it's cool. I just watched cutscenes of Kingdom Hearts, and <laughs> so I get it now. <laughs> now you're smarter than me. Uh, no, I just think about themes. Um, it, it, it has I, this part did really make me think about what the fuck is Castle Oblivion and where did it come from? Uh, and do, do you have a satisfying answer to that? You don't have to tell me the answer. I just want to know if you actually know why it exists. I sure do. Oh, okay, that's that's good. I'm always because I'm starting to feel a little crazy. How many times you're like, yeah, we don't know this thing, and there's like twelve <laughs> games or whatever. No, we will we will find out what Castle Oblivion is. I won't say when exactly. I will say it, it'll be at some point after Kingdom Hearts two okay. that we find out. But it's not too far away from us. I will say the scene where you find out what Castle Oblivion was. I was I was losing my shit when I got to it in my playthrough. It's it's good anyway. Uh. Axel reveals in this moment that he did very much just kill Zexion and Vexen because he <laughs> knew that they would get in Saix's way. And he was like, eh, well, I'm here and killing everybody else. Yeah, it seems like they don't need to be here anymore. And he uh, he kind of reaffirms his uh, intent to help Saix take over the organization, which I think is nice because 
Sykes seems like he hasn't really been trusting Axel lately. So I th- I just think it's great to just check in and say, I am still uh, helping you do mutiny. This this one definitely, there's stuff that happens throughout this episode that makes me like wonder about their relationship before being nobodies. They, there seems to be a history between those two that... There is, definitely does. Okay, that that's good. Yeah, just real quick, I think like, Part of the, I, I liked this part, and part of the reason I like this part is I actually, I think last episode I said I wasn't really buying into the the friendship between um, the squad here, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to buy into it more watching this part. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which scene it was. There was a scene that I remember making a note that I thought was actually like a really good. Uh, it it feels weird because all of the ice cream scenes between the three of them feel kind of the same. Yeah. But I remember there was one that stood out to me as as especially good in this. I remember what it is and I'll I'll say it when I when we get there what it is for me. Um but yeah, it, it, it's interesting because there's definitely a turn for me because at this point while I was watching it, I was starting to feel insane every time Sea Salt Ice Cream showed up. <laughs> so so I, there was a turn for me and I'm, I'm glad that happened because I was starting to think that this was the worst one. <laughs> the worst game yeah story-wise uh i think that's probably coded in my opinion okay i know God, a little bit about that one and yeah that coded. i know a little bit about that one and yeah that one seems so unnecessary to me i think 90 percent of it we could probably just not talk about <laughs> we'll see okay we'll see we'll see we'll see uh so ice cream scene I, I like this one for the fact that it's Axel and Shion waiting for Roxas, and you, you it, it's a very relatable feeling of, like, two friends who are friends because of a mutual friend having to, like, sit together without the mutual friend and just be like, <sighs> so... Yeah, I think that's realistic, and it does pay off later when they start to actually be friends. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, she tells Axel that uh, whenever they come up here and watch the sunset together, she feels like she has sort of distant memories that she used to do this uh, by the sea somewhere with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, and I'm starting to put some things together here, I think, a bit about who Shion is potentially. And would you like to express your theories or do you want to hold off on that? No, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I mean, so I think that, and again, like some of this is stuff I'm figuring out for myself. Some of it is probably that I heard some stuff about this at some point, but like Namine and Shion must have something to do with Kyrie leaving her body and being in Sora's heart. And I think there's some... I don't know which one of them has to do with them both being in one heart, but I feel like there's something to do with, like, vacating a heart. Like, one of them is probably because Kyrie left her heart, and then the other one is because Kyrie left Sora's heart. That's what I'm thinking. Mm, interesting. Because it's just... I seemed, will not confirm or deny that. Okay. Because it seems like when you leave a heart... When, <laughs> when a heart uh-huh. leaves a body then stuff happens and so that's that's all i've been put and because their memories that is actually the tagline of kingdom hearts 2 <laughs> yeah and um anyway that that's all so I, it's something to do with that i think mm. uh 
And uh, yeah, Shion wonders in this moment if she and Roxas had this much in common before they were nobodies. Uh, we then go, I don't know where Roxas is during this. Maybe this would make sense in the game. I don't think anything stood out about it to me when I was watching the game. So I don't know why Roxas doesn't hang out with them today. But now we go to day 118. And this day is a day that made me go insane. (laughs) Okay. Because on day 118 in the movie, the first thing we see is Roxas at the top of the clock tower eating ice cream alone and watching Hainer, Pence, and Olette run around. If I remember correctly... Literally, what is happening is that Pence has ice cream, and Hayner and Olette are literally just chasing him. <laughs> yep. I do. Have, I, do <laughs> I think there's even a part where Hayner like stops and he like pulls Olette aside and is like, "Let's go get Pence." <laughs> and then Olette's like, "Yeah," and then they run after him again. Normal teen stuff. I have to say, Roxas eating ice cream alone—that's a sign of having a problem. <laughs> I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so here's what happens in the game. Before uh, Roxas goes on top of the tower, the the setup of day 118 is Roxas goes into the lobby where he usually gets his missions from Syx, but Syx isn't there. Instead, there's a, a sign on the wall behind where he would stand normally that says, no operations today. And Roxas goes and find finds Axel and he's like, what the hell is going on? Why is there no operations and Axel says, Syx wanted us to take a vacation today and get some rest. So now we all need to find something to do. So Axel says he's just going to go sleep all day. Relatable. is going to go practice with the Keyblade. And Roxas goes to Twilight Town, where he bumps into Pence. And Pence says, oh, Roxas, hey, good to see you, Roxas. Have you met my friends Hainer and Olette? How weird. And... Roxas is like, oh, hey, hey. And Hayner is like, he's moping. And Roxas is like, what's his problem? And Hayner gets really annoyed at Roxas and he's like, ugh. And Olette's like, oh, he's just grumpy because he's practicing his grandstander routine and Cypher beat his record. Grandstander is a mini game from Kingdom Hearts 2 where you have to hit a ball into the air as many times as possible. <laughs> okay. Good. So Hayner is like, uh, you think you're so cool, Roxas? And he hands you his stupid little struggle bat and says, you try it. And then you play the mini game. And then at the end, he's like, huh, sorry, man, we're cool. Sorry about that. And they all have a laugh. And then Roxas goes and eats ice cream at the top of the tower. And that's where the movie comes in. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it does explain a little bit more why Diz program these children into the computer. I do agree that it makes sense that Roxas in the simulation is friends with the three of them. The fact that he apparently has like hung out with Pence multiple times (laughs) is going to be really confusing eventually. Okay. Because... I mean, just, this isn't really spoilers or anything, but it it is very apparent in Kingdom Hearts 2 that none of the three of them have any memory at all of Roxas, which, after watching these cutscenes, feels very improbable. <laughs> Memory's a weird thing in Kingdom Hearts. 
Sure, and maybe Nominate did it. Maybe we just weren't supposed to take these scenes as canon. But, God, it's weird to see them all just hanging out. And they're like, oh, you have an interesting coat. Well, anyway. There there you go, right there. They don't recognize him because he's not wearing the coat later. (laughs) And that's actually what I was going to say. It's like, uh, you know, he's not wearing his normal clothes. And then I thought about what his normal clothes look like. And I guess people in this universe probably just don't think much about your clothes because... If they did, then everybody would think everybody was a weirdo. <laughs> Twilight Town, you know, it's a very laid-back place. They really just roll with whatever happens. If a talking dog and duck walk by in Final Fantasy clothes, they just say, well, another beautiful day. God, I love the sunset. If an adult man beats up a child in a struggle f- contest, that's cool. <laughs> I will now eat ice cream. Yeah. What a great day this was. Uh, but yeah, so the, the movie picks up with Axel finding Roxas on the tower and, and he's like, oh, I slept like a log, which that's why he says that because he literally was just sleeping all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, he's, he's killed a lot of people lately. That would probably make me a little sleepy too. That's true. Uh, I'm sure he was having, well, I was going to say he was having lots of nightmares, but if he doesn't have a heart, I don't know if he actually really cares about that, but uh, yeah, Roxas asks Axel to explain summer vacation because they're watching Hayner Pensanolette run in circles at the bottom of the tower. Uh, Roxas says something here where he's like, a whole month of vacation? I could barely fill a day, which might have been confusing in the movie. Uh, you know, I just thought it was kind of about how he hasn't had really a life or any memories, so he doesn't know how to do that. Uh, but, then he yeah. he foreshadows Kingdom Hearts 2 prologue and says, I could probably handle seven days of summer vacation. <laughs> That's right. You know, it did. My thought was like Roxas not really being able to fathom not working a job is just throws into uh, sh- stark relief. Our organization 13 is using child labor <laughs> <laughs> with Roxas and Shion. Roxas can handle all kinds of jobs. Grandstander. I think he fights bees in another mini game. I, I have played the skateboarding uh, mini game, so great way to make money. Yeah, really good. Throwing letters at pigeons. <laughs> uh, I think Axel says something here where he's like, "Oh man, ever since I became a nobody, I forgot that it was fun to hang out with friends." Yeah, he also talks about how you have uh, homework that you put off during the summer, and it made me think, yes. you know. America might really, really suck, like really, <laughs> really fucking stink in like almost every way, but we don't have summer homework. We do not have summer homework. <laughs> so I guess we win. Yeah, but we, we what we can't do is go to the beach and have watermelon and pretzels. I Wait. could I could actually yes, literally do that anytime. <laughs> uh yeah, okay, this was this was the scene that I liked. Once Shion joins them, mm-hmm. uh, I actually didn't even write down what they were talking about. I, I just remember thinking that it just had, like, a really nice vibe between the three of them. They talk about Axel being out of shape, I think, uh-huh. which I wrote that I down. I mean, he's a, his shape is very something. Yeah, Again, I wrote that down because it makes it that feels insane because again they're all these like powerful beings that can do magic and shit. The idea of them being out of shape just doesn't make any sense to me. 
his his body proportions are very odd. I think is what they're saying. That's true. Axel, they- you are twice as tall as us, and you are one inch thin. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> we need to widen you and shorten you. There's probably some machine in Castle Oblivion that does that. Maybe that's what Zenmus <laughs> wants to do. In, in Castle Oblivion, we experience with the wideness and shortness of people's bodies. As nobodies, we can change our proportions at will. The true nature of the heart is a wide body. <laughs> oh shit, that's why there's large body heartless. <laughs> is that a really is that a real thing? Yeah, it's the, it's the heartless that uh, you can't attack them from the front. Your attacks just bounce off. This is the perfect shape. The heart's true nature, when removed from the mortal shell of a body, is to get really wide and round. But what if the body was wide and round? <laughs> the perfect being. <laughs> All right, I think I think we've lost it a little bit. Maybe <laughs> no. Uh, Axel says that he's going on a, a secret mission tomorrow. Uh, I don't remember if he mentions that it's... To, to, I think he does say that it's to Castle Oblivion, but mm-hmm. uh, they're a little bit annoyed uh, that he won't tell them and no one else will let them go to Castle Oblivion. Uh, ah, shit, maybe that comes up later. I don't fucking remember. He says something about Dark Secrets got it memorized, and I remember it not making sense. Yeah, he also says, like, I would tell you, but... Syx would be really, really annoying if I did, and they're like, okay, fair enough. Yep. We yep. we hate that fucker. Yeah. Uh so Axel RSTC and Syx tells him that he's getting too attached to Roxas and Shion, and he says, Axel, you've changed. Really feels like he should be more alarmed that Axel has changed, because they shouldn't be changing. Yeah, I guess can he be alarmed with no heart? Oh, okay. Good point. Some something bad is happening. That sucks. Back to work. Whatever. Uh it's day one forty nine. I think that's yeah, that's like thirty that's like a full month later. Uh Axel returns from Castle Oblivion. Uh and you know he meets Roxas on the clock tower for ice cream. But there's no Shion. And they wonder where Shion is. And we get to see exactly where Shion is. She is brooding in her room. I, I literally was reading the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania summary of this scene, and it agreed with what I had already written in my notes, is that Shion, she spends a lot of time brooding at this point in the story. She does, and it's because it appears she got her ass kicked by Riku. <laughs> yeah, I've been there on the Destiny Islands in Kingdom Hearts 1 5,000 times. Yeah, 12 to 5. She, <laughs> she, owns, she owns brooding in her room, and she's like... Man, now the score is zero to one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we flash back. You probably didn't realize where this was because you haven't seen it yet. The, uh, but this is outside of Beast's Castle. Oh, I did not realize that. I don't remember if this made more sense in the game. But what happened was someone from the organization caught wind that there was a another guy in a black coat just going around doing stuff. I'll I'll just tell you right now what Riku was doing that the organization found out about and didn't like is absolutely never addressed. I don't think it matters whatsoever. But somebody I guess saw him and was like, "Who the fuck is that? Is he an imposter?" etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh so Shion was sent 
to investigate and probably to kill Riku. Uh, but it didn't go very well. No, I was excited to see that he continues to pilot himself by stink with his with his eye with his um, <laughs> blindfold on. Well, I can tell you uh, this is from the Ultimania that I found delightful, and I don't know if we ever get this explanation in the games of why he wears the blindfold. But according to the Ultimania, he wears the blindfold to deceive his own heart into believing that he is a dweller of darkness. Why? It's like when you put a blanket over a bird cage to make them go to sleep at night. Is it like that? I okay. I is that so we can That's keep... also from the ultimate. <laughs> so we oh, okay. <laughs> no more is where it's not mine. Got it. Okay. I guess he has to do that so he can keep using dark powers. Uh... Okay. I thought it was just cuz he <laughs> felt like he fought better by stink, by smell. Well, what I remember I don't remember where I feel like I heard this, but in my mind, it was said at some point that he puts on a blindfold so that his eyes can't be deceived by illusions from the Ansem darkness in his heart. That makes more sense. Trust your nose. Toucan Sam style. Yeah, trust his... I don't know. Trust the force. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But uh, apparently it's also to trick his own heart into thinking that he lives in the darkness because he can't see anything, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, Shion remembers getting owned by Riku, and she's very pissed off, and she says, I'm not a sham. How could he say that? We then, for no particular reason, get a flashback to the exact same fight scene, but from Riku's perspective. Is this still when we don't get to hear any of the words they say? Yeah, they literally just play the same thing twice. I don't know why. <laughs> Probably beat up a bunch of Heartless between there and there. Yeah, maybe it makes sense on the DS. But <laughs> uh, So Roxas, the next day, finds Shion uh, asking Saix for another chance. And he says, You're a mistake we never should have made. And Roxas tries to cheer her up, but she just walks past him and says nothing. Yeah, I was wondering if, the, if that's implying that they created her or the mistake was bringing her into the organization i wasn't really sure i i think he means that she never should have been brought into the organization i don't know if it's meant to be ambiguous that's how i interpreted it anyway makes more sense considering they say that she just appeared in the castle so Uh so they didn't they didn't have anything to do with creating her Mm -hmm. but yeah uh ice cream day ice cream time yep but still no she own uh Roxas and Axel have a little chat about, uh, is is there anything in your life that you couldn't bear to lose? And Roxas says, I met someone today who had something like that. Uh, if you haven't played the game, you might not know he is literally talking about Beast and the Rose. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I'm so glad they included this line in, uh, in the movie, considering some of the stuff they've cut. I love that uh, <laughs> Axel's like, oh, well... You you would have to have a heart to feel that way about anything. And Roxas says, but Demix doesn't have a heart, and he'd be upset if you took his sitar away. So good. I love that so much. Every reference to Demix and his sitar. Yeah. I I love to remember that Demix exists, even though I'd never get to see him. Yeah, we'll we'll see him eventually in Kingdom Hearts 2. I, I don't know if he has any particular role in, in this. Mm. Uh, 
but he uh axel axel is actually convinced by that he's like that's a that's a great point and i think maybe the the difference is uh not not whether you have a heart but whether you have memories because whether or not you have a heart memories create things that you don't want to lose so axel says even if you only remember things since you joined us the things that you do remember are probably the things that you couldn't bear to lose and roxas says yes this True. this all makes me feel like the organization people continue to be very wrong about how hearts work. <laughs> how so? Because Roxas is like, no, I feel like I don't want to lose things because of my memories. And it seems like having memories means that you have to have feelings eventually, even if you don't for a while. It seems memories accumulate and so do your feelings. That is a, a good point. Uh, maybe Xemnas is just a sociopath. Maybe. <laughs> it would make sense with uh, a lot of things about his character. Yeah, it just, it just feels like the further we go on, it's like everybody seems like they have feelings. And I know there's the thing about how they just, they're just acting like they have feelings. But some of them say like, oh, no, I feel sad or I'm going to lose or like anyway. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I I think I think they maybe could do more to sell it if there were scenes of like characters interacting and then just like they turn they turn around and just dead expression. We do get that with Larkseen in um in Chain of Memories where she's like like oh Vexen ha 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 and then it, and then she just completely drops it and gets like really cold and flat. And that's true and and we are spending time with the characters that have something else going on like Roxas yes. and Shion are different and Axel caught feelings from Sora apparently. <laughs> there's a lot of fanfic about that. I oh, I bet. And I bet there's still sea salt ice cream in there. Oh yeah. I mean, I I have a hard time imagining that there's much Kingdom Hearts fanfic that doesn't have sea salt ice cream in it. <laughs> They don't even, so, they, don't even yeah. let, they don't even let you submit it if you don't have it in there. <laughs> they just do a quick scan. Zero results for sea salt ice cream rejected. Yeah. Uh Roxas says like, "Yeah, that's that's a good point, Axel, because I I don't have any memories before I joined the organization, but I remember you and Shion and I wouldn't want to lose those memories." Uh in fact, he he says it's scary to imagine what would happen if he lost them. And Axel says, "No, it's not. You can't be scared. Remember?" What did we just talk about? <laughs> but I am though. Don't don't that that's one of the annoying things is they can they're like I'm having feelings and Axel's like no you're not. And it's like well, but they are though. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's interesting though because Axel, from his perspective, at least based on what we're told about nobodies, up until very recently, any sense of him having emotions has been entirely him just acting like he does because he remembers how he used to act when he did have emotions. Right. So from his perspective, he sees Roxas, who's like, I'm sad and scared. And Axel's like, don't be ridiculous. That Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, the next day, Shion does join Roxas for ice cream, but she's brooding again. And she this is where we get the audio from the fight. Riku disarms her. She's flashing back. Riku disarms her and he pulls off her hood and he lifts his blindfold and we see his little eye peeking out. And he he sees something. That shocks him. Yeah, apparently, apparently her face is bad. <laughs> she looks like Vexen. Oh, oh, uh. No, not bad face. <laughs> Anything but that. 
yeah, we don't see what he sees, but when he sees her face, he jumps back in shock and he's like, Who are you? Why do you have a keyblade? Uh, she doesn't answer. She just says, why are, why are you dressed like us? And Riku says, To make sure my best friend gets to take a really good nap. That's right. And he says that her keyblade sucks. And she's like, My yeah. keyblade doesn't suck. <laughs> he calls it a sham and he like throws it. She tries to charge at him, but he just sidesteps her and punches her in the back yeah. in a in an anime style. Yeah, he does some cool CQC. Yeah. Uh I like I like though, I I you know I like Riku. I like that he ends this conflict uh by just telling her like the organization are not good. You should find new friends. He says something weird about him being fake too or something yeah see that's the thing is i lied and said that that's how he ends this encounter but he actually doesn't end it like that he ends it by saying you could say i am the biggest nobody of them all is this repliku is this not riku i thought repliku dead no this is literally just riku being edgy (laughs) oh okay all right I i am gonna have to insert the audio here because for anyone who doesn't know this is a this is a big, like, Kingdom Hearts out-of-context moment, especially with Shion's scream. That that was a very, yeah, that was very melodramatic. <laughs> You're the real sham! Fair enough. You could say I am the biggest nobody of them all. <laughs> it's not the best scream. No. I do It's a it's a good attempt. I do have But written, alas. I do have written down though that Riku is so fucking badass. He's so cool. He's so cool. He's got his long hair, his black coat, his his uh blindfold. What a badass. Yep. And he's only going to get cooler as time goes on. Can't wait. Uh, so Roxas kind of snaps Shion out of the flashback and is like, "Hey, are you all right?" And she's like, "Why do we do this, Roxas? Why do we, why do we need hearts?" Yeah, good Roxas, qu- really good question. Thank you. I love Roxas's response where he's like, "I don't know why we need hearts, but I'll tell you what: once we have them, we won't have to wonder why we need them because we'll have them." I mean, I, I prove him wrong. Good points on both sides. Shion, for her part, is like, why are we fighting to get hearts? I'm already so sad. (laughs) That should be a clue that something's wrong. (laughs) Are you sure that I need a heart? Because I feel really, really sad all the time. Yeah. And she feels so Uh, bad she doesn't even eat her ice cream. Oh my god. Oh yeah, she does give it to Roxas, and Roxas is like, and i kind of feel like that's gonna be she's gonna have withdrawals oh my god yeah Yeah. well you know this is her top of clock tower ice cream she is gonna eat her bottom of clock tower ice cream when she's on her way back home oh that's a that's a good point yeah yeah so not that big a deal but if she if she skipped both of them that would be a problem uh she tells Roxas she's been having weird dreams lately uh she doesn't remember any of them but she she keeps waking up feeling scared uh and Roxas tries and fails to cheer her up by saying, come on, Shion, Zigbar said that we're special. What? what oh, I think uh, exceptional was his word. Mm-hmm. And Shion's like, 
oh great so we're freaks yeah i think no i think it was special and she's i think she says that's just another word for yeah some yeah like freaks or something yeah uh she gives roxas her ice cream and leaves and then axel walks over and he's like hey where's she own <laughs> he's like sick free ice cream <laughs> time for another great hangout what's the matter roxas <laughs> We get the uh, opening cutscene from Chain of Memories where Sora is looking for Marluxia. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I thought that was weird because it didn't feel like it did very much. No. Good times, though. Yeah, good Good to see him. Uh, this is another weird thing that doesn't make much sense without the game. And I'm, I realized because when I first watched the Days movie, I've only seen it once before this, but uh, I remember being pretty exhausted and annoyed with there there's just a recurring thing where it's like one character goes into a coma then they come out of a coma then another character goes into a coma then they come out of a coma this is where shion goes into a coma and i remember it feeling really weird and stupid in the movie there is an explanation for this in the game oh okay in the game what happens is shion is she's already been established to be like on edge ever since she failed her mission to beat riku She's she's brooding, she's sad. She's out on a mission to fight a big heartless one day, uh, and she's just not on her A-game, and she ends up getting beaten up real bad by the heartless, and they find her, like, unconscious, and then she's in a coma for a while. Oh, okay. In the movie, she literally is just, like, brooding on the clock tower, and then she's like, sorry, Roxas, here's my ice cream, and then she just goes and falls asleep for three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, because I was trying to be like, okay, what's happening in Castle Oblivion with people that would make this happen to her? And I couldn't think of anything. She's so. just taking a depression nap? Well, yeah, because I was like, you know, Sora, uh, Roxas fell asleep when Sora showed up. And I was like, so what? I, I thought there'd be something like that. But okay, she just got beat up really bad. That makes more sense. Yeah, I think I did message you the other day. Like, if anything doesn't make sense in the plot, just assume that I'll explain it on the podcast. <laughs> Which is not entirely true, and that will never be true about Kingdom Hearts, but, you know. Yeah, it's hard to, it's true enough. It's hard to know, like, what's a thing that's happening that I won't know about for three games, <laughs> or what's a thing that I just didn't see. In Kingdom Hearts 4, we're finally going to learn why Shion fell asleep. Yeah. She uh, she has narcolepsy. Yeah, but Roxas is leaving her Thalassa shells, uh, as she did for him. Uh, this is a weird scene that I actually didn't really know what it was following up on we just go to axel telling syx that was uncalled for i assume he's talking about when syx told shion that she is like worthless or whatever that was like two weeks ago at this point well maybe he just heard about it maybe yeah i i i don't really know what this was in response to maybe i missed something in the game maybe syx like dipped Shion's hand in warm water while she was asleep or something. He's like, this is fine because we don't have feelings, but it is funny to, <laughs> it is kind of funny to me. I remember back when I was in middle school and I did that to a friend at a sleepover. I cannot experience mirth, but I know that I would be if I could. I really want to have a good TikTok following and I think this is going to do it. <laughs> So, uh, Axel's like, be honest with me, Syx. And Syx is like, oh, like, you're always honest with me. They're, they're, things are things are heating up between Axel and Syx. 
Yeah. And we know Axel's maybe having feelings. It kind of feels like Syx is too. Because we're we're definitely starting to get a, a a lot of indication that they knew each other before the organization. Well, yeah, he says, "Does the past mean nothing to you?" And that's pretty yes. clear. And I will I will remind you also. Uh, I think it's the first five, the first six organization members uh, were, uh, according to the opening cinematic on the DS, founding members. Syx and Axel come right after them. Right. Maybe they joined together? Maybe. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, but Syek says Shion has no right to be in the organization. I don't remember if this is where he literally... There's some part, I swear, where someone literally says, like, it's organization 13. There shouldn't be a 14. I don't remember if that was here. I thought that happened last week. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we skip ahead uh, to day 193, so it's been, like, three weeks, I think. And uh, Shion has a dream flashback to when Sora released Kairi's heart from his body, and then she wakes up. She finds the dozens of seashells that Roxas brought her. I have to assume that these are the same shells that she left for him. Uh, just been dropping one off every day. Yeah, that would be, that would make sense. Or, you know, he's just been hanging out at the beach. Maybe. Uh, it's It's been a dream of his since uh, next game, which hasn't happened yet. Uh, then we get... Another one of these fucking moments that kills me, where Roxas is like, I was so worried about you, Shion. And Shion's like, I'm sorry, I feel terrible. And then one of them is like, but how can we without hearts feel that? Am I right? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Guys, I think you need to accept that you have emotions. (laughs) Yeah, maybe somebody was wrong about this stuff. (laughs) Uh, Shion, I think Roxas and Axel are supposed to go on a mission together today and Shion asks to tag along and they're like, oh no, no, you need your rest. But she goes with them anyway and then immediately passes out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, did you, I don't know if you would recognize the audio as well as I do, but did you notice that while Shion is unconscious, uh, she hears Kairi's voice say the line from when Sora gets her charm uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1 where she's like, it's my lucky charm, be sure to bring it back to me. And it, the voice is blatantly not the same voice as the first game. Oh no, I didn't really catch that. Yeah, they did recast uh, Kyrie's voice uh, after the first game, which is fine. It is weird though, because they definitely played Kyrie's voice earlier when she said like i knew i'd find you snoozing here i was like that is hayden panettiere this is not hayden panettiere yeah weird to be inconsistent like that but maybe they lost the audio or something <laughs> oh my god i learned recently that part of the reason that they made like the kingdom hearts hd final mix thing is because they lost like all the graphical assets for <laughs> kingdom hearts one. Oh really <laughs> Yeah, they had to remake it all from scratch, which is completely nuts. That's yeah, that's insane. Nomura, I'm so sorry. It's I'm and I'm especially sorry for all the people who had to fucking remake it all. It's crazy how often that happens in video games. Apparently, it's like that. There's mm. like there's that, there's that Mass Effect DLC, right? That like they can never remake because they lost all the files. Is that right? I don't think I knew about that. Yeah one one of the like Mass Effect one DLCs will like never show up in a later like collection because they lost all the files 
Huh. If only that happened to Overlord. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, so a big Heartless attacks them while Shion is uh, slumped over on the ground. So they're, they they retreat. They RTC. Uh, and Syx... Syx watches them carry Shion back into the castle unconscious. And he goes, well, that didn't take long. Did it break again? <laughs> He's such a prick. He's such an asshole. <laughs> Uh, Axel tells him to shut the fuck up. Oh, this is where... Wait, I'm pretty sure Sayek said this earlier, but now he again says, you've changed, Axel. And he says, does the past mean nothing to you? Oh, maybe we might have got ahead of ourselves, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he said it twice, but... Okay. I mean, that's just par for the course with this game. Yeah. Uh, Roxas, are they... Oh, they're they're in Shion's room, I think, here. Mm -hmm. And Roxas is like... It's it's so unusual for you, Axel, to... I didn't really know what the fuck this was. He says, like, it's weird that you are friends with us because we're complicated or something? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, something about, like, Axel, you like when things aren't complicated and we are complicated. Does that Does that make you think at all? Right. And then... Oh, and then Axel asks, why did we get ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, please tell me. Please tell me why you're always getting ice cream. <laughs> I just need to know. Because this is a DS game and we need to reuse as many assets as possible. <sighs> it's the same reason that Larry Butts is in every Ace Attorney game for the first three games. Oh, huh. To reuse sprites. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's because you're my best friends, like how Larry Butts is Phoenix's best friend. And Roxas is like, oh, I guess we are. And then Shion just like wakes up and laughs and is like, I'm best friend. Bye. I think this is the scene, though, where I did start to kind of be like, okay, I can see why people like this friendship. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it also, it. Something that I tend to forget about the three of them as a friend group is I think that Axel is important to Roxas and Shion because he's like a a comforting, reliable presence in the cold, unfriendly organization. And then from Axel's perspective, like, he had no emotions until he started hanging out with these two. And now he goes back to the castle and everyone is cold and emotionless. But then he goes to the clock tower, and then there's people who are warm warm and emotionful. And, I mean, I, I have to assume a little bit is he met Sora. Sora made him start to, like, have fun and feel things. And he and he knows that Roxas is Sora. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, part of Sora. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, he, I can't remember if we know whether or not he knows. I feel like he must know. He has to know. He has to, because I think he, there's a point where he almost says it, and then he doesn't, I think. Right, right, right. I think we talked about that last time, that there was yeah. something about how Axel was, like, not supposed to tell Roxas what what he knows or something like that. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, so Shion's fine. She She's just tired, which, you know, coming out of a three-week coma will do that to you. Yeah. I'm told. You, you, you would think. Yeah. <laughs> Legend has it. Yeah. Uh, we go to Naminé. Hey, Naminé. Uh, she's drawing one of her classic pictures of Roxas and Axel. 
Uh, and she draws Shion between the two of them. I had to watch this a couple times to realize what was going on here because it doesn't read super well with no dialogue IMO, but I was there something more than just drawing the three of them? Yes. Oh. So she draws she when we find her, she's already drawn Roxas and Axel, and they've got their little stick figure smiley faces. Mm. And she finishes drawing Shion, but Shion doesn't have a face yet. And she goes to draw Shion's face on and she kind of pauses and then she just like sets down her notepad and crayon. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, I didn't really catch that. Yeah. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh it's day one ninety four. How much time is that? That's the next day. Okay. Uh Axel goes through Vexen's weird notebooks. I don't <laughs> I don't know that we've ever seen like Kingdom Hearts language handwriting before. Yeah, it, it was shocking to me to see that they basically have, like, Star Wars language. Yeah, Vexen's notes are just, like, triangles and rectangles, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which they helpfully subtitle for us as uh, The Truth About Nomine. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, I don't, they didn't really say much about it. It was funny because I was like, wow, Axel's a journaler? He doesn't seem like a journaler. Then learning it was Vexen's journals, I was like, that that makes sense. Vexen, Vexen <laughs> I, fucking would. I actually am at a loss trying to remember what relevance this has to anything, but I guess this is where Axel learns what's up with Nomine. Good for him. Yeah. Someday we will learn what's up with Nomine. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Please tell us, Axel. I'm sure you haven't memorized. It's your favorite thing to do. Uh, we... Uh, my thought was that, oh, are these all the journals where he writes down the things <laughs> that he can't remember? <laughs> <laughs> Axel's big book of memories. Yeah. Uh, we go to day 224. Was that 30, 30 days? Uh, full, full ass month we skip over. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing in particular happens. Uh, we go to Diz, who is, I believe at this point, he and Namine will be set up in... The Twilight Town Mansion, possibly even Data Twilight Town, maybe. Yeah, he's he, that I don't remember he, for he's sure. He's brushing up on his coding. Um, yeah, that's right. He's he's still uh, like agonizing over every pixel <laughs> of of Data Twilight Town. It has to be perfect. Yeah, I I wrote a great joke here. I'm going to give it a little space. Um, that <clears throat> Diz is being a disc. He's being a dick. A disc. Oh, a disc. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that meant disc. No, it didn't. Yeah, I, I, this is a written joke I made that doesn't really translate to, <laughs> to verbal jokes. Uh, okay, so everyone, what you're going to want to do at this point in the episode is you're going to want to pause. Uh, not right now, because I'm still talking. But once once I've given you your instructions, you're going to want to pause, pull up a notepad or mm-hmm. a Word document, and type D-I-Z-K. C-K. Am I, uh, yeah. D-I-Z-C-K. And then uh, what you're going to want to do after that is you want to highlight that Z and press backspace and see what happens. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, and and then uh, <laughs> get out some stationery and write me a letter and send it to me to tell me how much you like my joke. Uh-huh. Okay, so you can go ahead and do that now. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. That was good. Thank you. Oh, my God. Uh, did you get the letters yet? They're all right here. 
Do you want to read some? Is this is this where we do our mailbag segment? Yeah. Uh, good joke. They all say that. They <laughs> all just say good joke. Yeah. No return address. No. Uh, Disc is checking in with Naminé about what the heck is taking so long on restoring Sora's memories. And she says there's a nobody interfering. Uh, and sh- what she's worried about is that some of Sora's memories might get sucked up into a nobody and then lost forever. And Diz is like, Oh, I don't see why that's so bad. If Sora forgets about the time that he got owned by Riku, maybe that would be good for him. But Naminé says, Well, we have no way of knowing which memories might be important. So maybe the 50th time Riku beat him in the obstacle course, that's the key. Yeah, I was really uh, disappointed she didn't say that it would break the chain of memories here. But that's clearly what she's... A different game. They're not They're not allowed to say it outside of the game I guess not. that it's from. That's what she's talking about. Uh, and, and Diz doesn't seem to care, which seems weird. At the end of this game, they're going to go, This truly has been 358 days over two. <laughs> 3582 over two days. And then they boo that person. Demix. Demix, yeah. Uh, so, Naminé says, if his memories become her memories, she will never survive it. And Diz is like, she? I assume what this means is that he thought that she was talking about Roxas. But it seems like she's actually talking about Shion. Yeah, and, and we get to know this because it fades directly to Shion. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, Shion is, uh, oh, this is the part that I was thinking of earlier, where Shion is like, Axel, what's it? What do they have at Castle Oblivion? Is it cool and good? And he's like, ah. He just says something vague. Oh, I think he just says like, it's a research facility, and he just leaves it at that. Right, and because she she's maybe having memories of it at this point. It seems mm, like, yeah, perhaps. Uh, and she's like, well, tons of people have been sent to the castle, but Roxas and I have never been sent there. I will say. I don't know if I would necessarily want to get sent to the castle where only one person who has been sent there has ever returned. <laughs> yeah, well, and, I, and also, their job's to kill Heartless, and so I don't know why she thinks she should go there. Come on, Axel, half the organization have died there. Why can't we go? Kill me! <laughs> it is kind of nuts that half the organization is dead, and they just don't really talk about that. Like, are they recruiting no, I think it. I mean, this, it seems to be this is going as planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it is like after everyone dies at Castle Oblivion that Zemnis takes them all up to the roof to look at the at the moon in the sky and be like, everything is good. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really want those guys. <laughs> Finally, Marluxia is dead. Yeah, he. <sighs> He's always he's always doing bad pranks with his rose petals. He was always staging me up with his big hair. Is that an expression? That doesn't sound right. Upstaging? <laughs> Upstaging. <laughs> Whenever we would have the organization voluminous hair contest, I always came in second to Marluxia. No more. I had to do it before I got a heart, because then I maybe would feel bad, but now it's just kind of funny. Marluxia is, like, a perfect pick for shampoo commercials, though. You've just got, like, flowers fluttering all over him as he's, like, just scrubbing his hair. And you're, and then he blow dries it, and it's like, wow. Yeah, and then he gets in his big 
flying. And then he pulls out a scythe. (laughs) Flies around his weird little machine. (laughs) Summons a weird Grim Reaper girl. (laughs) Makes you drop all your cards. I don't know if we talked about that, that one of his moves in the final boss battle is literally making you drop all your cards. That's rude. (laughs) He's not very nice. No. Uh, so, oh, this is the part where Shion gets up to leave and then gets dizzy and falls off the clock tower. <laughs> is, this still, is this because she's getting beat up or is this now because of Sora memory stuff? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that this is Sora memory stuff. Got it. Okay. I think that Sora is like kind of starting to wake up a little bit and it's fucking with Shion for some reason. Hmm. Interesting. I think. I might be wrong about that. I'm not actually that confident on that. But the point is, she does what anyone would do if they were standing on a ledge really high up and falls over. And Roxas catches her, but it's a real close one. And it, you you know they're definitely going to have to rethink their choice of hangout spots. Yeah, they're definitely not going to just keep eating ice cream up here forever. No, they're definitely not going to eat ice cream up here again in this episode, <laughs> in this viewing. <laughs> no way. Uh... Although Shion doesn't. This is the last time we see her at the top of the clock tower for this viewing. True. Because she falls and dies. No. Uh, Roxas pulls her back up, and Axel's just like, we should go to the beach next time we have a vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's just trying to make her feel better. Yeah, and Shion's like, no, I, I don't know about this. But Axel's like, come on. And she's like, okay, I'll go to the beach with you. Uh... Something happens after this that is not... I don't know if it comes up later. Maybe there's a flashback and I'm about to spoil something. But it doesn't happen here unless I just, like, blacked out. The next day, the next morning, Shion goes to the organization's, like, main computer in the castle and, like, looks up reports about her existence. Oh, yeah, I don't think I saw that. That must have been... I, I, I know that I remember that, so maybe it'll come up later and we're not actually supposed to know that that has happened yet, but... Uh, yeah, or maybe it just didn't look like anything to me, so I didn't really notice. I don't know. Could be that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But that happens. Uh, Syx reports to Xemnas that Axel has been sent to Castle Oblivion to, I think, just, like, clean. <laughs> it sounds like he's just going to clean. <laughs> Someone's gotta. He says, like... All of our facilities that are unused, Axel is going to clear them out. He's the fire guy, so he's just going to burn it all up. <laughs> nobody nobody must know. <laughs> uh, Xemnas asks uh, Syx about Naminé, uh, and Syx says, still missing. Uh, Zigbar, oh, that's right, this is in the big chair room. Holy shit, I have some completely unimportant but also hilarious chair room lore uh from nomura oh good okay because when you see the chair room for anyone who doesn't know the chair room it's like a white featureless room with just blank everything and then 13 ridiculously tall white chairs in a circle and it's very funny now because half of them are empty yes and Xemnas is in the central chair, the tallest chair. I say central, it's not in the middle, you know what I mean. Uh, He's in the tallest chair, and everyone else is in chairs of varying heights below his. According to Nomura, 
the chairs can change heights at will from whoever's sitting in the chair, but everyone knows that they shouldn't make their chair taller than Xemnas's because that would be rude. I don't know why that's lore. Yeah. What? What bearing does that have, Nomura? It will never come up until it does, I guess. Yeah, there's going to be, at some point in Kingdom Hearts 5, someone's going to make their chair taller than Xemnas's, and everyone's (laughs) going to lose their shit. What the fuck is the matter with you? Who told you that you could make... I I have to assume that Nomura just, like, came up with that idea and was like, I'm never... There's no way I'm ever going to get to put that in a cutscene I have to just mention it in an interview because it's never going to come up in the games and it's too funny not to mention. <laughs> I mean, he's right. I just wish, though, that there would be a scene like this where, like, because Saix is reporting to Xemnas and Zigbar is also there because they're they're kind of like the two top lackeys. Saix is second in command. Zemnis, uh, Zigbar is number two. And I just wish that... Because uh, Saix is like... I don't know where Namine is. And Zigbar like smugly laughs and he's like, <laughs> where oh, where can she be? And I just wish that when he said that, his chair just like started growing until it was taller than Saix's. Uh, in a better world, we would have that. <laughs> uh, Saix kind of uh, lightly accuses Zigbar of knowing where Namine is, but Zigbar just smirks and, uh, oh, oh, this. Okay, this is where Saix says, someone accessed our main computer. And Zigbar says, obviously it was little Poppet, which we remember is what he calls Shion. Mm-hmm. And Xemnas is just like, it doesn't matter. What does he say? <laughs> he says something kind of sicko here where he's like, the plans are unchanged. In fact, this is more than perfect. All we have to do is watch. Yeah, real sicko shit. <laughs> And you don't even know what he's referring to, and I do, and it's really something. Okay, all right. When we find out what he's referring to, oh my god. I actually, I don't I don't remember if it happens in the movie. I feel like it has to. I don't know. If it doesn't, I'll let you know what it is, but anyway. Okay. Uh, Shion, meanwhile, sneaks into Castle Oblivion and immediately gets dizzy. It's her favorite thing to do now. Yeah, she's doing that a lot, really. Uh, and she has a flashback to a previous time when she was at Castle Oblivion, and Saix escorted her out and told her that this would be the last time she ever sees this castle. Yeah. Wrong, bitch. Why did she forget? Well, assuming this was when she first appeared, we do know that Roxas has no particular memories from... His first, like, week of existing. Right, their brains don't really work. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're babies. So, if that was indeed Shion's, like, first day of life, then it, you know, it's it's consistent that she would not remember it in, until something, like, triggers that memory. Sure, or Nominee did it. I don't know. Or Nominee did it. Probably Nominee. Um, and uh, Axel's here. He's, like, sweeping up a giant pile of ashes from the lab. <laughs> Looks kind of like Marluxia. <laughs> That's what Saix meant. Uh, Axel needs to go and clean up the corpses. No, that's not true. We know that when we we saw what happened when Sora murdered multiple nobodies. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, 
but Axel shows up and he's like, what are you doing here, Shion? There's nothing here for you to see. Uh, she says that she knows that this is where she came from originally and she needs to learn more about that. But Axel says, please, Shion, you're being selfish. Just get out of here. Nothing good can come of this. Uh, and she says that she is starting to remember things from when she was a human and Axel is in those memories and she needs to know why that is. And Axel's like, well, you didn't, you never met me before, so those can only be dreams. Right, unless these are Sora's memories of earlier in the castle. <laughs> we do know that she's been having dreams that are Sora's memories. Yeah. Uh, we know that she dreamed about the uh, the cutscene at the beginning of uh, Chain of Memories, so presumably, yeah, she is remembering Sora's time in Castle Oblivion. Those great times when we fought to the death. And now suddenly Shion pulls out a big deck of cards and says, It doesn't make sense, Axel. Why do I know how to do this? Why do, no, why do I know how to do slights? And this doesn't why seem... do I know about Moogle synthesis? This doesn't seem very fun, Axel. <laughs> Some people will tell you that it really, really is, but I'm not convinced. <sighs> so she, uh, she is like pleading with axel to to help her discover the truth about her existence uh he doesn't he doesn't respond so she just charges ahead into the uh the memory room doors i guess and she doesn't have any cards jokes aside so i don't know what happens when she goes through those doors something traumatic it would appear but we don't get to see it i don't think yeah oh yeah that's right that's right um but axel he just leaves (laughs) I think it's vaguely implied, if not ever confirmed, that if you were to just go through a door in Castle Oblivion without using one of the world cards like Sora did in Chain of Memories, you would kind of get lost in the the various magical rooms of the castle. So I think the idea is that Axel can't just, like, follow her. Maybe. So how does he get around? He just leaves. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he just he just goes to the clock tower afterwards. No, I mean like he's when like, he's well, normally walking around in there, what's he doing? Mm, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I mean, I guess not every room is a memory room or whatever. So yeah, 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 true. Axel goes to the clock tower. It is a uh, it's day two fifty five, as I mentioned. Which, if you recall, that is the day that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and Roxas is here, and he says it's been two hundred and fifty five days. How does the sunset work? Oh, I was a zombie. Ah, you're still a zombie. Oh, shut up. Uh, and yeah, at the very beginning, we saw Roxas wonder, where is she? And Axel looked uh, kind of kind of gloomy and mysterious about it. And now we know why that is. And it turns out it wasn't Larxene. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I because does Axel think she's dead or something at this point? I don't know if he thinks she's dead. He did say I didn't mention uh, he said something to the effect of like, you know what'll happen if you go against the organization's wishes. And she was like, oh, they're going to turn me into a dusk. And he's like, worse, they'll destroy you. Right. So I yeah. think this is not necessarily Axel thinking she's dead, but thinking if if the organization finds her after this, she's fucked. Got it. Okay. Uh, but we do go back to Shion, who finds a weird orb. <laughs> Nominee's old crystal ball, I guess. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, we did. We did see this in Chain of Memories, didn't we? 
The orb? Yeah. Yeah, this was the orb that they used to, like, watch Sora walking around in the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I forgot about that. And she says one of those classic, weird Kingdom Hearts lines, I wasn't who I am? Yeah, I don't know what, Which, f- what that means. <laughs> in a very literal sense, I think that's a sentence that makes perfect sense. But it's phrased very <laughs> unnecessarily awkwardly. Yeah, I think that's part of the point. But yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where we're stopping for today. Yeah, that was, like I said, this was much better than the first part, I think. Yeah, I think I think the friendship is starting to feel more real, less uh, shallow, which, you know, I guess that makes sense. Just, again, keeping in mind the, the way that nobody's work and the idea of them, like, kind of going through the motions of things that they remember. I think even, even though we know that Shion and Roxas didn't have memories, I think it does kind of feel that same way, that they kind of act out friendship until they discover that it's real. Yeah, and I, I think it does, I mean, and maybe this is the point Kingdom Hearts is trying to make, but it does always, Axel says the thing about how you, you if you have memories, you have something to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just, the thesis sort of is, like, if you have memories, you have feelings, and you have, you just have stakes because of the things you remember. And I think it is the thing that always bothers me about fiction that tries to be like, this person doesn't have emotions, but it's like, it doesn't seem possible if you have if you can remember something, it seems like you should still be able to have emotions, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, but yeah, that's, I guess that's where we're getting to, maybe. Yeah, uh, and I think we will explore that more next time. The mystery, the mystery thickens. What the heck is going on with Shion? Yeah. Is she fine? I want to see what her weird face looks like. <laughs> what weird goofy face was she making at Riku? Is it Goofy's face? <laughs> Is it Pluto's face? No. Have I mentioned that the uh Pluto pilling has really started to genuinely get to me and now whenever I see Pluto on screen or anything, I I have a little moment of like <gasps> I'm I'm very glad to hear it. But I think you have mentioned that. Then I have to remind myself that that is something that we made up. Yeah, Pluto's not real actually. <laughs> we made him up. Yeah. And we are going to be marching down to Disney headquarters and demanding our pay. Yeah, I can do that. Down, I'll, 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 go re- I'll go there right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we're back. Oh, I just got more letters saying good joke. <laughs> Thousands of them. Yeah, they're piling up. I could barely leave my apartment. That's how Disney paid you. <laughs> <laughs> they gave you good joke bucks. <laughs> they started a campaign and, you know. Uh, well, I think that's that. Yeah, now it's time for a wonderful segment. Oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot. I literally am scrolled up just enough in my notes. If I scroll down one more line, I see my note that I need to do the Donald Duck voice. I was waiting for you to do it, and I, 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 then I... It, did seem to me like you forgot about it again. I, so. I did genuinely forget that it has to happen. It is required by law to happen. I think I'm getting uh, worse. I... I think I'm getting worse at it, by the way. And I guess I'll yeah, show I that off. Yeah, I think as Sora starts to awaken, we are both losing our ability that's, to do it. That's right. I'm trying to... Should I Should I say something different instead of an oh boy or an off Uh, Say Sora. Sure, I'll, I'll hit you with a Sora 
and goofy. I say as if I am capable of doing that. Yep. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Goofy. Oh my god. Goofy. <laughs> it really sounds like Donald Duck is saying this while he's being choked to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do choke myself whenever I do it. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. I mean, I shouldn't say shit because I'm going to sound even worse than that. So <laughs> here, here are... It really did sound like Donald was, was begging for help. <laughs> Zora, Goofy, please. Oh, my God. All right. Here I go. All right. I'm going to try it. <clears throat> Oh no. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yeah, let me know when you say Sora and Goofy. Oh, I yeah, no, I did it. Oh, I I must have missed it. <laughs> yeah. I it's cuz I'm it's getting muffled by all the letters that say good job with the Donald Duck impression. Well, you should take those out of your mouth then and try it again. Okay. I I'm getting worse. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. I'll I'll try. That's all right. I'll work on it. If being good at the Donald Duck voice is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. I said that backwards. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're on co-host at Sounds About Light. We're on Twitter at Sounds About Light. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. I'm at coast at achilles heelys uh listen to my other podcast doctor huh where next episode we're going to be watching an episode of doctor who called the satan pit huh that sounds fun sounds cool it apparently aired on the saturday after june 6 2006 hmm. when bbc had a devil week and i'm sure no letters were written then oh boy yeah Thanks for the great programming. Love the the local Christian community. Yeah, love all all the psychotic Christians in the UK. <laughs> it's fine. I think people in the UK are usually pretty normal about stuff like that. Yeah, certainly, certainly haven't been having a weird one for like the last couple of years about things like that. Well, in 2006, they were all really normal. I bet that's true. We're on noisepace.xyz where you can listen to other podcasts like Camarocho Radio, Pot of Greed, City Girls Make Do, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which got an angry email from Spotify because we used Old Town Road once in an episode. Spotify's a no fun zone. We're being we're being sued by Lil Nas X. We're being sued by Spotify on Lil Nas X's behalf. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure he'll get a lot of money out of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Spotify Spotify says, stop using unlicensed music. We're supposed to be ripping those artists off ourselves. <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah, that's that's their job. Come on, buddy. <laughs> it's our job to not pay them for the use of their music. Come on. Uh that's that. Keyblade? I'm thinking Keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got stage fright trying to do Donald Duck voice. <laughs> well, just close your eyes and pretend the audience isn't there. Okay. Pretend that this isn't our first live episode. <laughs> no, it's gotten worse. I don't know. I'm going to figure this out. I promise. I sent Axel to Castle Oblivion last night to help expedite the matter we spoke of. 
I also instructed him to clear out our facilities there. He should return soon. And what of Namine? Still missing, sir. Ha <laughs> ha! Where or where could she be? Why, Zigbar. It almost sounds as though you know. 